Welcome to the Forensic Nutritionist Podcast. My name is Fiona Tuck. I'm a nutritional medicine practitioner and a qualified skin therapist for over 25 years. The Forensic Nutritionist Podcast takes an investigative approach into all things nutrition, gut health and skin, using qualified experts to bring you information that you can trust. We are all unique. The information presented herein is not intended to diagnose, to treat or cure disease. Please seek professional medical guidance prior to modifying any diet, exercise or lifestyle program. Let us begin. On the podcast today, we have Rebecca Miller. Rebecca is known as the Skin Whisperer and she is the owner of the award-winning Labella Medispa. Rebecca's purpose is to empower women to feel confident and educate them to love the skin that they're in. Today on the podcast, we'll be talking all about skin. So welcome, Rebecca. Thank you so much for chatting to us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Fiona. I feel absolutely um, honoured that um, you've invited me into your podcast um, and so thank you very much. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, you're a mine of information and very experienced in skincare and so something that I, I really to talk about today is to really talk, chat to you about the skin and how we can protect it. And I know a lot of different people have got a lot of different views on how we should be treating the skin. And I thought who better to chat to today than yourself. So can you give us a little bit of background about your journey in skincare and how did you actually get into skincare? Sure. Um, so I've been blessed to have been a beauty professional for over 25 years. Wow, showing my age. Um, but um, and, and it's been an amazing journey. So our industry is evolving all the time. There's new technologies, there's new skincare, um, and there's, there's more, um, you know, we're learning more about the skin, which is fantastic. Um, so for me, um, my skin awakening, as I call it, happened about 11 years ago when my auntie was actually diagnosed with breast cancer. Now, I'd always looked after my auntie's skin, and um, obviously when she was going through the chemotherapy and radiation um, journey, we had to find products that would actually nurture and, um, you know, nothing that would actually cause any kind of irritation. Oh. And unfortunately, when I went to my shelves in my clinics, I didn't have anything that I could treat her with. I had products that were, um, you know, when I, this is where I really went into the, the cosmetic composition of the ingredients that we put on our skin. So I looked at the back of the ingredients, um, you know, the back of the boxes, and I was like, oh, my goodness, I can't give this to my auntie. Um, and that's where my awakening happened and where I just really, I guess for me before that, I was an unconscious skin therapist. Um, I didn't really understand the composition of the skin or how it functioned. I didn't realise ingredients impacted the way our skin um, works um, and you know everything that goes along with you know how our skin can be actually beautiful and healthy so this was my awakening and you know what I'm just even though it was such a terrible thing that was my awakening it was it, it was the turning point in my life and it's but then in saying that I had a lot of work to do because there was so much to learn um, so you know I feel very blessed that I that, that the opportunity fell in my lap um, but yeah, it's been an amazing journey and, and, you know, 
the skin for me is just, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the biggest organ. It's, it's, for me, we cannot live without it. So we really need to, um, you know, learn more as much as we can about it so we can educate our clients. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, Rebecca, it always really does surprise me the amount of skin professionals that use, I guess, professional products, but don't actually look at the back of the box or or look at Mm. the ingredient listing. And unfortunately, I do think in this industry, you know, that there can be a lot of misleading information or um, that there's a lot of... um, ingredients out there that may be not so beneficial for the skin and we we can get sort of caught up in the hype without doing our own own research so i think it's fantastic that you you know you you did in a way have that wake up moment if you like um and um really started to to look at ingredients and how they do affect the skin i do know that i think our philosophies in skincare are quite similar um and I know that for you, you are all about looking after the the skin and maintaining the barrier function of the skin. Can you can you tell us why that's so important to you? Mm. Um, so for me, I truly believe that every woman deserves to have beautiful skin, beautiful skin that represents her and that she feels confident with. Unfortunately, in our in in today's society, or always, there's not a lot of education around what to use. Um, so I think that's a great thing that you know moving forward that you know, people are listening to skin therapists more, like skin experts. Um, I love that there's a massive shift in the way that we're treating skin and as a thinking therapist, going for more a holistic approach. The skin has a designed function. Um, And unfortunately, everything that we do affects the way our skin functions. Everything we eat, um, everything we drink, you know, stress, medication, sun exposure, the list goes on. Um, And our skin will always, um, it tells our story. So if it's misbehaving, something's not right. Um, It's the largest organ of the body. And unfortunately, it's probably the most neglected organ. And, um, you know, looking after our skin is so important and it's very, very easy. It is a very complex organ, but what our job as skin experts is, is to be able to educate our, um, you know, our clients um, in a simple way so they understand the importance of looking after their skin. And it's a combination of things. It's a puzzle. It's not just skincare. And that's one thing that we definitely need to remember. It's, you know, drinking enough water. It's making sure you have a diet, um, you know, a diet with lots of antioxidants, good proteins and fats. Um, You know, it's what our cells need to be healthy, making sure that we limit our stress, Um, sun exposure, everything that we do affects, you know, the way that our skin functions. And I love that, um, you know, we're becoming more aware of letting our skin just do what it was designed to do. And And I think that's the biggest thing, you know, that... We don't need to go in there with big, horrific treatments that are, you know, going to shred it to pieces and, um, you know, and believe me, I was one of those therapists mm. years ago um, and I'm sure you were back in the mm. day as well. But, um, you know, the more that we learn, um, you know, our skin has a natural biological process 
and um, you know, and it has to be able to function how it was designed to function. And I think that's the biggest thing that, as thinking therapists, that's what we're learning and being able to look after the barrier and feeding the skin what it needs to be healthy. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I think when we're completely on the same page there, I, I totally agree with you. And I always say to people, you know, the skin doesn't lie. It does show signs of disharmony and distress. And the more, I think, the, the more intuitive a skin professional is, the more we can pick up on those signs and sometimes even early warning signs of a, a skin in distress, whether that be from what we're putting on topically or whether it be from what we're feeding the skin from within. And to me, Rebecca, it's always a, a no-brainer that if, if we're treating the skin and we really want to get it in the best condition possible, we really need to look, as you know, I'm all about what, what we're putting into the body as well. So I, I'm really pleased to hear that, you know, that that's something that you um, are very passionate about as I well. I think something too is, you know, most people are born with beautiful, perfect skin, except, you know, exactly. do you have DNA issues and things like that. But the thing is, is over our lifestyle, because we're uneducated on how to take care of it, we actually damage our skin ourselves. Yes. Um, you know, as you said, what you're using on it, what internally goes in your body, not drinking enough water, you know, all the things that contribute to, you know, those red and inflamed skins that we're seeing so much of the infl inflammatory skin disorders that are presenting themselves now are just unbelievable. Um, but also, you know, the, you know, immune diseases as well. So it all contributes, those intrinsic and extrinsic factors contribute to, you know, exactly how our skin looks and feels and, and, and how confident and um, we are as women, you know, lots of women just think that that's how their skin is and it's not. And, you know, oh, my skin's always been red. Well, I hear that a lot. And, uh, you know, it just amazes me. And I go, you know what, your skin's not meant to be red. So let's work out why. We've got it, you know, the, the, the power of, um, you know, skin discovery sessions is, is something that I'm extremely passionate about. And we do have to dive deep. Absolutely. And I even think, you know, when we're talking about redness, sometimes as skin professionals, we can look at it at quite a basic level and think, well, what is the client doing that may be making the skin red? And, you know, and I quite often hear therapists saying, well, you know, don't put your face in the shower or be gentle with your face. You can cause mm -hmm. um, more redness, which is all true. But I think we need to go that step deeper to find out, well, why may those capillaries be fragile in the first place so that um, why is the skin in a state where it is damaged more easily and we need to take care of it from the outside. But if we're feeding it with the right nutrients, both topically and internally, then we're going to um, not have so many issues to start with on the skin. So I think going that little bit deeper um, will really make the world of difference to the skin. So when we, you know, we've said that, you know, in the past, I guess the philosophy was about, you know, go harder, go, you know, create more inflammation and trauma to the skin. And we now know that there's a very fine line between creating sort of trauma and inflammation in the skin and creating, um, premature aging and, and too much damage to the skin. So for me personally, I'm all about um, taking a much more holistic and natural approach rather than too much trauma to the skin. What do you think are some of the common mistakes that people make in skincare? 
So obviously over the over-exfoliation epidemic, yeah. I mean, we still have it. Um, and generally, you know, you know, I still have clients that will ask me for a microdermabrasion. Yeah, and um, appeal and to I, follow sometimes. <laughs> and appeal to follow. And, uh, and because they've had it done down the road or, and I always say, so why did you have that treatment? Yep. And, you know, nine times out of 10, they just go, mm, I don't know. Um, it's to get rid of my lines and my pigment. Now, obviously, if you understand skin, <laughs> micro, you know, taking off your, your top layer of skin, yep. which is your um, acid mantle, I mean, it's your first line of barrier. It's the first three lines of barrier defence, your mantle, your microbiome, and obviously your stratum corneum. Um, it's what protects us from the outside world. It stops transepidermal water loss, and it also stops microorganisms from getting in. And, it's the, and, and, and this is where all the communication happens. Everybody thinks that you've got this dead layer of skin, but in fact... As skin therapists, and it's only the last couple of years that we realised that your skin cells are actually alive until they actually sloth off and hit the ground. Yep. They still have an important role. So, um, yeah, so it's really funny. You know, we have clients that, you know, they actually have no idea why they've had these treatments. It's because their girlfriend did or, um, you know, they've read in a magazine that it's good. Um, but And then they see skin therapists and the skin therapist has no idea why they're doing those treatments as well. It's really, um, and that's why I always, when, when we have clients, we've got, we, do, we actually have no microdermabrasions in my clinic. It's a treatment that I would just will never, ever do. Um, but believe me, I used to do it. And I used to think, think the skin um, was absolutely beautiful, but obviously what it was is that it went into, you know, into that inflammatory response. So it actually looked good when the client left and, you know, the, the, the client's skins were red and bumpy and yep. we get rid of all that. Um, but by the time she came back next month, she was still red and bumpy. So what we'd done is actually, you know, we'd remove that top layer of skin. We'd open the skin up. Um, you know, the, the, the skin can't protect itself. It's, you know, it's, it, you know, can be, you know, more damage can be um, done because obviously the skin is exposed. Um, it doesn't have a good roof on the house. Um, I always think about the skin like a house. So obviously if you've got your tiles on the roof and you've got a few tiles missing or a few tiles that are compromised, what's going to happen inside? It's going to, it's, the house is going to be unhealthy. It's, you know, water's going to get in, um, moisture's going to evaporate out and, you know, it just doesn't function properly and the house will just be destroyed. The skin is exactly the same. Our skin has a natural process that it goes through um, of deshumation and um, unfortunately, you know, back in the past, we were, you know, that if you, you remove that top layer of skin, it was to create more collagen, it was to remove pigment. But unfortunately, it's not true because what we're doing is taking off the surface layer. When we're dealing with pigment, the pigment is down in the epidermal and dermal junction, um, down in the basal layer. Um, and then your collagen's actually deeper down in the dermis. So removing that top layer of skin it's not going to affect, um, you know, the, the formation of collagen. It's not going to get rid of pigment. Um, if anything, it can actually cause more inflammation. Yeah. So then cause more pigment long-term and it's educating your clients. And, you know, all of our clients that lay on that bed and think, because we still book them in, they'll ring up and say they want a microdermabrasion and we say, no worries, how, how we do it, um, 
is we get you to come in for a skin consultation and we see if that's the treatment that's right for your skin. Now, every client that comes in, we know it's not the right treatment for their skin and we just educate. And those clients become a lifelong client because we've been able to give them the information and once they get it, they're just like, oh my God, that's so easy. And then we start to repair the skin, repair the skin and then their skin has never, they never look back. Um, and just respecting the life cycle of a cell. Um, it has to go through a particular process from mitosis to coming up and building, you know, our barrier layer, you know, the stratum corneum. Um, it's, it, all of it is so important. It's communication. It's the immune cells in the skin. There's so much to it. But being able to articulate it in a way that's easy for our clients to understand. And we use a lot of visuals for this as well. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's the power of the consultation and making sure you're seeing somebody that really understands every cell, every system and all the biological processes of the skin. Mm, I, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, I see it time and time again where clients come in and they, they want weekly microdermabrasions or, um, monthly peels and, you know, even in the past, I think therapists are taught, you know, remove the surface of the skin to encourage new cells to come to the surface. surface. Well, if you think about it, it's, it's common sense, isn't it? If you remove that barrier, the skin's going to do everything it possibly can to try and replace it. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good thing. And I think, you know, I've always said there's a time to peel back and there's a time to rebuild. But for some reason, we're so obsessed with peeling back that I truly believe we're doing more damage, accelerating premature aging, increasing the risk of pigmentation. And I agree with you 100%. It should be about rebuilding and protecting and, and maintaining that skin. And I think now that we're in the past, I guess we called it barrier function, but now with so much more research coming out, we know that um, we've got the microbiome of the gut, but now we, we're about maintaining the microbiome of the skin. And the more we're learning about that, I just find it fascinating because then if we're stripping away that natural bacteria, that beneficial bacteria that should be present on the skin, then we can, um, again, cause more problems and then more things like breakouts, etc. So it just makes absolute sense to me to sort of maintain I, the skin. And I think another thing too is if you're being promised a quick fix, then, you know, generally you're always going to be disappointed. There is no such thing, especially when we're dealing with the skin, the skin goes through, you know, that that natural process, you know, from from um, from from down in the um, basal layer, um, it moves up as a keratocyte, turns into a corneocyte um, to form our barrier layer. That takes time, takes time, and you know what? If it's not functioning properly, if you've got poor corneocyte compaction or your cells are not healthy, your cell will replicate an unhealthy cell if that's what it is, um, and educating our clients that there is no thing as a quick fix and um, you know it's something that I'm really passionate about when our clients come in I make it extremely clear that we are looking at at least you know you will see a difference in your skin but three months is where we'll really start to you know your skin really starts to 
step into its power, I guess, and it's functioning properly. It's healthy. We've looked at all the different things that affect the skin. Um, it's just, um, you know, quick fixes. There's, there is no such thing. And I think it's something that we really need to edu educate our clients on. Yep. I, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think, I think we're beginning to get the message out there now. And I think more therapists now are beginning to think more in a, in a holistic way. I mean, I remember back in the day I trained with doctors and it was about, you know, skin needling with a, a somebody using a three millimeter, a two millimeter needle, and then going over the top with a TCA peel. Oh, um, the, the face was just a big scab, really. Um, mm -hmm. And there's just, I don't believe um, a, a valid reason to do that on probably the, I would say the majority of skins. There may always be an exception to the rule, but um, I think sometimes we, we really do need to go back to basics. And it's exciting for me that there are more therapists now looking into more of a holistic approach, looking at topical and internal. And I actually think that quick fix in and out treatment, we, we were very much about that five, 10 years ago. But I think people now, because of the way we communicate so much over social media and with technology, People are wanting that connection as well with skincare. They're wanting the longer treatments and the hands-on treatments. Would you not agree? Oh, definitely. I know for us, um, you know, when we start our clients on skincare journeys, it's it's a relationship that's built on trust, um, obviously, because your clients are giving you information that sometimes they've never told anybody else. And not only that, too, you're actually touching their skin. And... Um, you know, especially when we're dealing with, you know, clients that have got debilitating, you know, eczema, psoriasis, um, you know, acne, all these things that actually affect their mental health as well. It, it does have a, a you know, a, an effect on that. Um, and, you know, sometimes I've had people sit in down and just cry because their skin is, you know, generally by the time we get them, um, a lot of the clients that we see, it, they're, they're, because they've, they've, damage their skin so much, um, you know, trying this and trying that. And by the time we, they get to us, they're just at their, their wit's end. So, you know, it's a relationship that is, it just evolves. And, you know, our clients are, you know, regular skincare. Um, we always look at nutrition, as I said to you before, and look at everything. It's a holistic approach. We need to look at everything, all the things in their life. Um, stress is a huge thing now. Um, it is something that we're definitely looking at more. Most ladies are, you know, they're doing more than they've ever done before. So obviously the, the cortisol levels are higher, um, which causes inflammation, not just in our skin, but in our body. So, you know, really that's part of our consultation process where we actually speak to our clients about self-love and self-care and to try and find some time in their routine to take care of themselves. Um, and, so, you know, and then we see them regularly for their treatments. If it's obviously a skin condition that we're treating um, that needs a lot of help, then we're seeing them more regularly. But every four to six weeks for our clients, that's, you know, we're, they're, they're just maintaining their skin. But, you know, I guess as a skin therapist, you know, your you return clients is probably, you know, where you see the magic that you've been able to create because, um, you know, they're continuously coming back to you. They trust you. And, um, 
you know, and you become friends. Like you really do become friends. And I'm sure you've seen that a lot as well, Um, that you have that intimate relationship. And I love it. It's a skinship, I call it. (laughs) That's gorgeous. Well, I think it's that trust, isn't it? When somebody gets the results that they've been looking for and maybe haven't had that result before, um, it really does build a really deep connection and a trust that um, you just... You know, it's such it's such a reward to see someone um, have an improvement in their skin. But as he said, it's the psychological effects of that that go with mm. it. That for me, that's what I find so rewarding. And I think it's interesting too, Rebecca, that we now know that the skin is connected to the brain, and the brain is connected to the skin, mm. and 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 there's also that that gut connection now so what happens in the gut can affect the skin what happens on the skin can actually affect the integrity of the cells of cells of the gut um, which I find fascinating but there's also that brain connection too so our mood can affect um, the skin and then the skin how we're feeling is also going to affect the mood too so for me I think that's just just amazing and I think one of the, I know as, uh, you know, and as a skin expert, we've had to definitely go internally into the body. It's been the game changer. And I think, you know, your leading skin experts are really diving deep into that. For me, I am trying to learn as much information as I can, you know, from your book, you know, our podcast together, our, the, the information that we can, that, that I can learn from you as a nutritionist. Um, and, we, we definitely, you know, because we cannot out-skin care a poor diet and a poor lifestyle and that's something that we really need to edu- educate our clients on. Um, everything is, in, you know, intimately and intrinsically connected. Um, as you said before, gut health has become a phenomena really um, in the way that we're treating inflammatory skin conditions because there is so many of them. Mm. Um, but it's just, it's, it's, I love that we've been able to, definitely dive deep and I mean we have you and I've had these conversations it's easy lots of water um, a good whole food diet with fiber um, you know good fats good proteins lots of antioxidants it's very easy we all know what we need to do but unfortunately with some of our clients you know I've got clients that will come in and their skin's just um, you know so inflamed it's it's, it, you know, the barrier is completely compromised. They don't drink any water. They drink nothing but Coke, you know, no. then they'll have a few wines at night and just being able to, and the thing is then you've got to really, um, you know, educate them but not be aggressive because what we want to do is, you know, for those clients that, you know, they can be your tough ones because they've got so many bad habits is just educating. Okay, can we just get you to drink one litre of water a day to start with? Have your Cokes. Let's cut it down from six to four. You know, it just every month you see them and then before you know it to see them change. And, you know, I've had clients that have given up Coke and lost 20 kilos. Yeah, because of the sugar. And the sodium. I don't think people realise the amount of sodium that's in there as well, which um, is going to have an effect on the skin too. And just being able to educate our clients that the effect of sugar on our skin, it is, you know, it causes glycation, it causes breakouts in our skin, it causes inflammation in our skin, let alone what it's doing internally to our body. 
it, it compromises our brain health. There's, you know, sugar's huge. And a lot of people actually don't realize that they're eating it. Like they'll say, I'll go, because we actually do a food diary with our clients. Um, oh, great. Yeah just, yeah, just to make sure. So I'll, when in consultation, we'll, uh, I'll ask what their typical day is. And, you know, most people have no idea that they'll have cereal, which is full of sugar. They'll have, you know, or things that they didn't realise were full of sugar. So just educating them on that. So it's 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 definitely an evolving. Um, I love that it's evolving, but I mean, I am a really big advocate that we can never out skincare a poor diet and a poor lifestyle. Absolutely, and the same goes for diet as well. You know, a lot of people are always looking for the new latest diet. Um, they're looking for the latest vitamin pill. Um, and think, you know, the amount of people I see that just think, well, is there a vitamin supplement I can take? And then that's going to send me on my way and I can keep doing what I'm, I'm doing. And it's educating people that taking synthetic vitamins does not have the same effect. If anything, long term, it can be detrimental. Um, it's like getting a, a sledgehammer, really, and sort of having an effect very quickly. But long term, it's going to knock everything else out. And again, I think there's a real lack of education about that. And the importance of trying to get people to go back to um, as mother nature intended it's not rocket science <laughs> um, we, we just want the quick fix with everything and I think we can go back to basics it doesn't have to be complicated and we really are going to see maximum results for the skin so when it comes to, um, I know you're all about maintaining the barrier function of the skin. What about ingredients? What are some of the ingredients that you think are important that people should be looking at topically for skincare? Oh, I mean, these days there's so many amazing ingredients. So one thing that I always make sure that I educate um, our patients on is you can have the best ingredients in the world, but um, it's what they're mixed with and that's what you've got to be really, really um, mindful of. So, you know, I'll have clients that will say, oh, I'm using vitamin A, but it's a vitamin A that's, you know, has a concoction or, you know, the cosmetic chemistry behind it is ingredients that do not um, cohere with the, you know, the barrier of the skin. Um, but so they think they're doing the right thing. But obviously, once you start looking at ingredients and the thing is, is that the ingredients these days, uh, I get so surprised. I did the skincare experiment where I used, um, I just went and bought, you know, uh, generic products from the supermarket and I did a six-week experiment. I didn't look at any of the ingredients, but my skin, I got hives. I had, um, my barrier was completely compromised. I looked about 20 years older. Um, obviously, um, and it was just, you know, that concoction of things. There's so many ingredients. I'm surprised that they're even allowed in products. Unfortunately, um, you know, you know how things get across the line. It just really surprises me. I, I, I continuously get surprised about that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, as I said before, you can be using the breast ingredients. You know, like you think your vitamin A's, your vitamin C's. You know, they're, which are essential for skin health. But it's what they're mixed with. So you just have to be really careful um, with that. So obviously, vitamin A and vitamin C are two in ingredients that are. You know, um, vitamin C is a water soluble. Um, 
uh, essential nutrient for our cells because we don't naturally produce that. So, um, you know, topically popping that on the skin supports the foundation of collagen, um, protects our skin against free radical damage. Um, it's a trihesinase inhibitor and, and a melanin blocker. It's sort of the jack of all trades, I always say, about vitamin C. Um, and and it, it's just an amazing ingredient. Um, and vitamin A. That's an, that's, it's, it's our powerhouse ingredient and we know vitamin A and vitamin C. Vitamin A obviously it regenerates skin and increases collagen formation. It pr promotes cellular communication. So many, these two ingredients are amazing. But the thing is, if we don't have a healthy skin, we cannot put these ingredients on. The skin needs to be functioning properly or our skin, our skin is unable to absorb. And for, that, for these two powerful ingredients that do so much, are not able to do what they're meant to do because the cells or your skin's not functioning properly. So a lot of the time when it comes to um, when we're treating skin, we actually have to go back and we have to get the skin to function properly. And we need to make sure that, um, and as I said to you, it's about three months. And sometimes that's how long it takes us before we can actually get some powerful ingredients in there. Mm -hmm. We actually more nurture the skin. We make sure that our skincare is free of you know, preservatives perfumes, mineral oils and emulsifiers, these are, you know, these fragrances, anything that smells good should not be on your skin. Um, and it's something that, you know, anything that's coloured shouldn't be on your skin. These all compromise the barrier of the skin and the function of the cells. They're not feeding it anything to make it be more functionable. If anything, they're just, you know, just making it become, you know, your skin cell, you need to have a healthy cell membrane so things can pass in and out. Um, and these things definitely don't do that. We need to make sure that we've got omegas um, topically going on our skin, but, you know, lots going, you know, omega-3s especially into our diets for us to be able to have a beautiful barrier, healthy cell membrane. So, you know, it's, Yes, we've got ingredients that are really powerful. Your vitamin A and C are the, where we always want to get our clients. It's, it helps with premature ageing, has amazing effects on the cells, but we need to make sure that our skin's functioning properly so those, you know, the receptors can actually take in the power of those ingredients. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I always say quite often... I think people use products too quickly, too soon, too much, and yep. then wonder why they'll have a reaction. So if you've got an impaired barrier, and um, always say it's a bit like a dry sponge, if you put something on it um, and it's not sort of prepared properly, it's just going to suck everything up and you're going to have a, a hypersensitive reaction. And yeah, and, and you see that a lot with vitamin A's, you know. Um, you know, people, you know, I've seen clients that will say, oh, you know, I've been using this vitamin A, my skin's really red and irritated. Um, and it's, you know, and even in a healthy skin, vitamin A, sometimes if you give it too much, it can have a bit of a shit fit, if you know what I mean. And I'm sure you've seen that before. Yeah. Um, so, or even if know, someone's had, you know, past sun damage where those cell receptors have actually become permanently damaged, then that's someone that may always struggle with vitamin A. Um, they will only ever be able to tolerate a certain amount because the cell receptors just, just aren't functioning properly. Yeah, so we always go slow and steady always wins yep. the race. Some clients will give them vitamin A and we'll say use it for a couple of days. As soon as you start to feel a little bit sensitive, put it, put, you know, we stop using it 
for the next week and just, you know, do it that way. We just have to, you know, just so the skin feels comfortable all the time. It is a really powerful ingredient, vitamin A. Um, and yet, you know, and I, but I do love the results of vitamin A, like it really, and vitamin C, they're both, you know, that's, that's where we always ultimately try and get our clients is on those two ingredients. Yep. I agree with you. And I, I vitamin A, I think it's um, an incredible, you get incredible results. The skin just takes on that, that glow and that luminosity. So very important. And again, getting those nutrients internally where they can actually um, feed the skin from within is also in my mind so important as well. It's that multi, multi-prong approach. So with ingredients that you're, you're talking about, are there any um, ingredients or treatments that you would never use? I guess you've really um, already answered that by saying you don't have microdermabrasion in your clinic. What about um, with ingredients like you were saying, artificial fragrance and things like that? I mean, I mm-hmm. guess there really is, you know, they're not going to have a benefit for the skin whatsoever. It, it really is more of a um, that that smell and that feel for people. And I mean, I, I actually react to artificial fragrance. I can, I can smell it a mile off in a, in a product. Um, and we know that too much of it can also be sensitizing as well. What are your, what are your deal breakers in ingredients? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously anything that smells good, I always have that philosophy of never putting it on your skin because you know, it, it's you know causes so much sensitivity i know we've i've had clients that have come in and we've just found that they've you know that they've got perfume and fragrances in there into in their ingredients or well in their products we've taken that away and their skin is not red anymore like it's amazing mm-hmm. i mean sodium laurel sulfate would probably be a big thing for me um when it comes to an ingredient it is in a lot of skincare and it is in a lot of body products and, um, you know, this dissolves the skin lipids on the surface of the skin, which increases transepidermal water loss. Um, the skin becomes really dry. Um, and we have a lot of clients that come in that are on sodium lauryl sulfate. It's, and it's, it's something that your listeners can run straight to the bathroom, look at the back of their products, and, you know, it, it potentially could be there. It's, uh, I know when I did the skin experiment, it was in, it was in a, lot of our, our, a lot of my products. And it's like a foaming ingredient. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a common emulsifier that is used, um, but it can promote really dry skin, which increases skin barrier disorders such as, you know, eczema, um, dermatitis, rosacea, acne, all those things. So I think that's a really common one that is in a lot of, you know, cleansing products that people are unaware of, Um, you know, just even on the body as well. Like people don't realise, you know, we've got clients that do look after their skin beautifully, their face and the decolletage, but then they'll use products that do strip the barrier of the skin for the rest of their body and then wonder why they're so dry. So, I mean, sodium lauryl sulfate is a huge one in our industry that I think that we just, we've learned to stay away from and educating our clients on that is, is, you know, most people that come for a consult have that ingredient is in their skincare. Wow. I'm surprised actually that so many products still have it in there. I mean, I know it's in a lot of body products. I was away this weekend and there was a body shower gel 
um, in the shower. And yeah, it was the first ingredient. And I, look, I mean, I guess I've worked in formulations and, and seen ingredients and I guess it comes down to the amount of that ingredient mm. in there as to how much of a, a stripping well, effect. I think, I think the long term, like it's, you know, if you've been using it for years, um, and I'm sure you've seen this before too, where you've got a client that'll go, oh, but I've been using that for 20 years. And you go, yeah, but your skin can't take any more. Our skin has a natural, amazing ability to keep serving us and produces this, you know, skin that, you know, just keep producing skin. But eventually it just gets to the point it can't take any more. And we see that again and again and again. And it is those ingredients like, um, you know, your perfumes and your fragrances um, you know, your silicones and your mineral oils, things that are just, you know, they're, they're unable to actually penetrate into, you know, you will serve the skin how it's meant to be served. Yes, yes, I agree. But, you know, um, I think this is where it gets confusing for clients and actually for professional professional skin experts as well because the amount of professional products out there that have got all of these mm. ingredients in there um, they may be promoting certain plant extracts or actives in their products but they may be in minuscule amounts and they may be lost within all of these petrochemicals and, and ingredients that really aren't doing any benefit to the skin so it really can be a minefield out there and it's very hard I think not only for the consumer but also sometimes for the professional because they'll be told different things from from different companies so it, it does well, I think like that's that. where you've just Definitely yeah. got to look at the ingredients. Yeah. Like I always say to my clients, go home and Google your ingredients. Well, we, we, we actually have a system at work where we can put a product in and get the, the, the cosmetic composition of it so we know what's good and what's not good in it. So it's amazing to have that tool. But I always say to our clients, find, you know, turn it over and have a look at exactly what it's mixed with. And, you know, it's something... The, you know, the cosmetic composition of ingredients, you know, of products now is, is just as important as understanding how the skin functions. Absolutely. And even, um, I mean, we could do a whole different separate podcast on this because it's an, an area I'm really passionate about. But even the quality of the ingredients used mm. um, can vary significantly. You know, some companies will put a higher percent of something like vitamin A in using a, a cheaper quality ingredient where um, it may be partially oxidized even so that the color of that ingredient looks a really bright yellow or a bright orange, but they'll say, oh, it's because it's in a higher amount, it's in 1%, so it's better for you, but quite often they'll use a cheap ingredient, they'll need to put it in a higher amount to get any kind of activity on the skin. Um, whereas some companies will use lower amounts where they're very, um, stable encapsulated and they'll be more gentle but but get better results because there's actually more activity there's a higher quality of ingredient there so there's a lot that goes on in skincare and I know sometimes I can be a bit of a, a whistleblower if you like but it, it is something that I think is so important the more education there is about ingredients it's um it's an area that I agree with you I'm, I'm also very very passionate about 
So when you said um, that you you don't use microdermabrasion, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that that do. Um, is there any other treatments that you feel for your clinic just aren't right for your your clientele and particular treatments that you don't agree with? Mm, uh, basically anything that upsets um, the natural function of the barrier um, is, is something that we steer away from now. Um, and I mean, we, as I said to you before, I, I had a microdermabrasion. I was doing peels um, back in the day before I actually understood how the, the natural process of the skin and how it functions. Um, so anything where the you know your your acid mantle is being compromised your microbiome and your stratum corneum um, anything that compromises those the three the first three lines of barrier defense we steer clear of and i mean there is you know um at the moment there's that is it the the micro planning um oh, where yeah. people they're actually <laughs> ex taking away that whole top layer of skin and it's i i, I just can't imagine like what's going to happen you know these skins are going to be so compromised and um you know there's no long-term studies on how that's beneficial at this stage um it's I just mean, something that, that's that's been around for years i remember that we're, we're getting back oh. even like 20 years ago that that was around but it's only recently that it's, it's just taken off and i remember um, a therapist grabbing me at a trade show and saying, look, try this, and look how much skin we're getting off. Um, and as they did it, not only did a load of skin come off my hand, but a nice little cut occurred on my hand as well. Mm. And it literally a blade that's being scraped across the skin and taking all this dead skin and um, hairs off as well. So even right back then I was like, oh, that's not for me. I, I don't agree with with that um mm. again i guess i didn't realize that it's been around for for that yeah, long because i've yeah. only just sort of seen it come in for me for the last you know the last 12 months where i've seen it you know i've had clients ask do we do it and it is more for the hair removal um right. because they've seen people you know with the fine the fine fluffy hairs down the side of the face and i was like oh my goodness don't ever even think about that um, you know, we need the roof on our house, as I said before. It's what protects us from the outside world. And, you know, it, it, has, it has such an important function that has a domino effect all the way through our skin. So we need to make sure that it's, you know, the roof on our house is strong um, and, and it's doing its function properly. I mean, it, it does make me laugh when you think if somebody said to you, um, get sandpaper and rub it on your skin, um, to, to smooth it out, we'd all go, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but in effect, that's really what microdermabrasion is, is doing. Um, really, some of the treatments that people pay a fortune for, some of them are quite antiquated now, I think. Now we know more how the skin works. It's, it's interesting what is what is out there i mean saying that i always say there's a time and a place for everything there's always exceptions to the rule but as a as a general maintenance i agree with you i i'm sort of on on team um maintain the barrier function of the skin i know firsthand even with my skin if i go for a treatment i always say to them no it's foliation because my skin just doesn't need it it's too fine why would you why would you want to exfoliate a skin that that's fine anyway so i think it's just about knowing when a skin needs um 
you know, what a skin needs and, and when it needs it. So um, I think it's a really valid point to make. Just before we, we do finish up, I mean, I'm a bit of a myth buster. I'm all about busting myths with nutrition and skincare. Any common skincare myths that you find your clients come in and, and still believe? Yeah, so I think the most common one would be the exfoliation of the epidermis to treat pigmentation. So, I mean, um, and as I said before, when we're treating pigmentation, we're looking at the activity of the melanocyte cell, which sits down near the epidermal and dermal junction. Um, and if we're just, ex you know, excessively removing um, that top layer from the skin, it doesn't make much sense that it's able to remove pigmentation. But it also can, you know, when you're doing that, it can also trigger inflammation in the skin. We need to really understand why um, the pigmentation is there. And generally when you go looking, most people think that pigmentation is only caused from the sun, but there's so many other oh, um, yeah. triggers for pigmentation, hormones, um, you know, uh, medications. There's so many triggers for pigmentation in the skin. Um, but once you understand you know, the f function of the melanocyte and, um, you know, how it actually works and that has those dendritic arms. And, I mean, I've just read a study um, only a couple of weeks ago about taking that barrier layer away that it's actually destroying, the you know, the dendritic arms. Mm -hmm. So the transfer of pigment is compromised and then you see um, bits of pigment that are just floating around in that intracellular fluid in the skin and, you know, they're just cruising around not knowing where they're meant to be. Um, you know, we really, and it's working out why the melanocyte is misbehaving yes. um, and what's affecting that, you know, either too much of transfer or, you know, it's, 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 it's our trickiest skin condition, but, you know, the amount of clients that will lay on the bed and want... A, you know, uh, either a peel um, or microdermabrasion or, you know, one of those treatments that just completely removes the barrier layer of the skin and that it's going to get rid of their pigment. Well, you know, and once we educate them and they're just like, oh, my goodness, like, I, this makes sense. It makes sense. So, um, and I'm sure you've seen that before as well, you know, where clients really think that, um, removing the the top layer of skin is going to get rid of their pigment, but in oh, fact, yeah. what it does is it compromises the skin and can yeah. cause more pigment. Well, it's a band aid effect, really, isn't it? I mean, one of the reasons we developed Vitasol was to treat conditions such as pigmentation, because, as you said, that there's so pigmentation is caused really from the inside. I mean, it may be due to sun damage, but it's coming out from the sun damage because there's not enough antioxidant protection or enough DNA repair enzymes because you're not getting enough nutrients via the skin. So for me, it's an absolute no-brainer. If you're treating pigmentation, you have to be looking at what's going on internally and, and really um, getting the nutrients in that are actually going to help to minimise the pigmentation. And um, if you think about it, pigmentation is an oxidation process in its own right. So the more antioxidants you've got in the diet, the more that's going to benefit and, and enhance the topical pigmentation treatments that you're performing in clinics. So um, pigmentation I find fascinating and it's one of the things I, I teach about in um, when I do training because we have to look at the the nutritional aspect the leading, and the leading cause you exactly. know some people 
you know, that they'll have, you know, a pigment spot there that's been there for years, but actually going back and finding out exactly when it started, was it a hormonal stimulated pigmentation? Has it been, um, you know, a, you know, a friction pigmentation, you know, there's so many causes of it. And, so um, many. and even yeah, things, and, Rebecca, and, like not getting enough um, selenium or antioxidants yep. in the diet. Um, it can be through toxins. It can be through um, too much um, reactive oxygen species occurring. And that may be through um, diet lifestyle. It may even be through supplements that they're taking. Um, people don't realize that even some vitamin supplements can increase pigmentation in the skin, some medications. So really it, it is getting to be an investigator, I think, and getting back to why they've got it. Because if you don't know the why, you'll never really 100% treat it. No, exactly. And then you go back out into the sun and there it is again. Yep. And then it <laughs> comes back out. Yeah, the um, melanocyte is a very, very smart cell. Very, very smart cell. Well, if you think about it, it's there to protect us. That's its role. It's protection. Um, and if the skin is in trauma, the first thing it's going to do is, um, or any inflammation in a way, is going to stimulate the melanocyte cell as well. So... Mm -hmm. Again, it goes back to what you were saying earlier. The more inflammation you cause in the skin, the more you could actually um, worsen pigmentation. And we know we, we get that post-inflammatory um, hyperpigmentation occurring after some treatments. So, um, yeah, it, it, it is about taking that, that holistic look. So, and I guess... Mm, go ahead. Sorry. Um, and just realising that the keratocyte and the melanocyte have to communicate. So if, you, if you've taken away, you know, your first three lines of barrier defence, it's impossible for them to communicate for the keratocyte to, you know, to tell, the, you know, the melanocyte what he needs to do. It's, you know, it interferes with the transfer of pigment. So, yeah, it's, it's a big, big, big issue um, that we, we see that, um, you know, as you said, the Mythbuster, exfoliating the top layer of the skin is not going to get rid of your pigmentation. Yep. Awesome. Um, so just quickly, what does your skincare routine involve? Ah, interesting. As a skin expert, let me tell you, I don't get an opportunity to be on the, the bed as getting a treatment very often, which is a bit of a bummer. But um, so I use um, I use a, a, a cleanser. Um, I, I use the range Dermavigils, which is a corneotherapeutic product. Um, I use their cleanser. I use their Lotion N, which puts all the essential fatty acids back into my skin. Um, I use the DMS cream. So their DMS cream actually is physiologically compatible with the skin. So what the skin's made of is exactly what the doctor's been able to formulate, put into a bottle. Um, obviously, our skin's made of uh, phospholipids, ceramides, triglycerides, squalenes, cholesterols, fatty acids, and NMFs. So the doctor's actually been able to naturally formulate that and put it into a bottle. So it's like a second skin. So it's absolutely amazing. It has a delivery system into the skin, and it gives the cells exactly what they need to function properly i also so that's my cleanser um, lotion moisturizer um, and spf through the day of course um, and at night time i use a um, 
cleanser, lotion, I use a serum. And sometimes I use a serum through the day, so an antioxidant-rich serum that's mm -hmm. going to give me that added protection from the sun, um, especially now that coming into summer is definitely something that I'll be incorporating. Um, and then nighttime, I really, really try and nurture my skin with, um, you know, I use the Oleo gel from Dermavigils, which is like a, it's lipid-based, um, and it just gives my skin a really nice um, barrier protection. So it locks everything in through my night routine. So, yeah, cleanser, lotion, moisturisers. I use serums. I've got an eye cream that's got, um, it's got Kajelia. It's got coenzyme Q10, which is a really powerful antioxidant. It's got hyaluronic, um, which, as we know, is a beautiful humectant. Um, and just make sure that I always nourish my skin. I've got the essential fatty acids in there, your alpha linolenic acid and linolenic acid. Really, really important to make sure you've got those in your skincare. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I've got my skin's probably the best that it's ever looked. Um, I always commented on my skin, and I think that's definitely comes down to um, nutrition and skincare. Yes, and you, you're very passionate about nutrition as well, aren't you, what you put into oh, your body? Oh, gosh, it's everything. It is everything. And you know what? We all fall off the wagon, um, you know, where we'll go out and have, you know, a few glasses of wine or, um, you know, you'll go and have that dessert and that's fine. That's fine. But if you can be, you know, either 80, 20 or 90, yeah. 10 um, and have your splurges. You've got to have your splurges. We're human yeah. beings. We've got to live. And, live. yeah, so making sure that, but just, you know, if most of the time you can be drinking enough water, making sure your, your diet's, as I said before, rich in antioxidants, great proteins, great good fats, fibre, all those things for your, you know, your, your gut to function properly, but for the nutrients to be able to get into our cells, for our skin to be able to function how it was designed to function. Absolutely, and I, I'm all about the fibre because it, it's so good for not only the gut but also for the skin, all skin. So um, most of us don't eat enough fibre either, so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Rebecca, you, you're a wealth of information and I love your, your philosophy, not only on skin but also your outlook and philosophy on life. I think you're an amazing, inspirational human being and I feel very honored to have met you via this amazing industry um, what are you working on at the moment I know you've just won an award so congratulations for that mm, thank you yes that was amazing um, so yeah we took out um, labella I've got labella medispa I've got a couple of clinics but it was my parks clinic took out a New South Wales and Australian clinic of the year and myself, um, business leader, director. So it was such um, a memorable moment in my career so far. When you're working, you don't work to get awards, but mm. to be um, recognised in this amazing industry has definitely been a massive highlight for me. So things that I'm working on, we've got lots of things that I'm continuously working. Obviously, my podcast, Living Your Best Life, it's where I speak to extraordinary human beings to be able to share their tips and their expertise for our listeners to be able to have, you know, some big takeaways to be able to improve their lives. Um, I've also got my Skin Fit 90 program, which is huge. 
um, always working on that and how we can make it better. It's an online program that, um, you know, so we can touch people in the comfort of their own homes. We do have our three clinics, but obviously, you know, people, have, you know, things are changing now and the online space is, is a space that people are heading to. Absolutely. Of time. So my Skin Fit 90 program is a 14-week um, program that basically teaches everything that I've learned you know, over the last 25 years and being able to pass it, pass it on and include skincare. Um, we took internals, sleep, self-care, everything that you could ever imagine in that 14-week program. It's really beautiful. I've, a lot of love's gone into to making it. Um, and it's sort of my little baby that I'm working on at the moment, which is really good. So we've had quite a few people go through the, the, the program. Um, so, it, yeah, it's been, and just growing and building that, just continue to develop our amazing teams um, and also to be able to, you know, continue to educate um, on how we have beautiful, amazing skin and that it doesn't have to be complex is something that I'm really passionate about as well. Um, and, yeah, I've got a few little other things in the pipelines as far as I feel that there potentially could be a little book inside me. Ooh, um, I think there could be. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and that would probably be um, my journey as a, as a businesswoman more so than skin. Um, yeah, so who knows? You know, the world, there's lots of, lots, lots of opportunities arising. I love speaking. I love sharing my, my journey um, to help because you never know who you're inspiring along the way. And, um, yeah, so I feel absolutely blessed that, you know, that I have got the life that I've got. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been a great journey so far and I'm sure that it's going to continue that way as well. And I just want to thank you for having me on your show because it's, 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 it's lovely to collaborate with industry experts. And, you know, for me, you're, I, you know, you're, you're one of the people that I really respect and admire we have very similar philosophies on the way that we look at things and um, I think you're attracted to those people and it was beautiful that you came into my life. I mean, it's not been so such a long time. I've been probably, um, I knew more about you than you knew about me because I had your books, but thank you so <laughs> much for, um, for, you know, having me on your show today and I hope that I've been able to give some value to your, your listeners. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you.